What's up guys, what's going on? I'm Paul, this is Pauline Theology. We're back and we are studying the armor of God in Ephesians. We're in Ephesians chapter 6, 14 through 17 as we continue our study. And uh, we're about to dive in deeply into the armor of God. So if you haven't checked out 6, 14 through 17, go ahead and check it out, read it, stop the tape, and then we'll answer the four questions when you get back. And so if you uh, have read it, then we ain't got no further ado. Let's just go ahead and jump into it. So what does Paul talk about in these couple of verses, 6, 14 through 17? Well, he's talking about the armor of God. Let's see what it has to say. It says, therefore, stand and uh, wrapping around your waist truth and putting on the breastplate of righteousness and tying under your feet the preparation of the gospel of peace and all things taking up the shield of faith in which you are able to extinguish all of the fiery darts of the evil one and the helmet of salvation, take it up or take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So Paul explains these um, couple of things, man. And what we got to remember is that there's two illusions. I think that he's talking about here. When he mentions the armor of God, first they come from Isaiah, when the warrior God puts on these um, pieces of armor in order to wage war against unrighteousness and, and sin. And then second, I think it's also because Paul just such a, a wordsmith combines the idea of the Roman army and their use of this uh, uh, this armor and what it does whenever they are wearing it to help them in war efforts. So it is illusion from scripture where uh, this is specific things that the warrior God puts on. And then it's also a combination of an understanding that the people in that time would know and recognize and how those pieces of armor help during wartime. So when we talk about these, let's talk about it in that fashion. First off, it is truth that is put on. Um, uh, the truth is the belt. And that's what it talks about in Isaiah, that he girds himself with truth and righteousness. But this truth uh, also is is a way when you put your belt on, it's uh, something that helps get all of your garments out of your way. In the um, the, the, the Romans wear togas and, and, and some sort of kind of like a, a gown that flows to their knees. And so in order for them to get ready for war, the warrior would gird himself or place around himself a belt that would get all of that loose fitting clothes out of the way so he wouldn't trip. And so I think that's an image as well as what Paul is using when he's talking about truth. And then what is the nature of truth? What are we talking about when we talk about truth? Well, if we're looking through scripture that we've been reading so far in this letter, then we see that truth is the unadulterated gospel. So it is the truth of who Christ is, who the Father is, and who um, the Spirit is. It's understanding that the, uh, it says the gospel of truth is the salvation. When you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. And so truth is that understanding of what Christ has done, that we have been called out by the Father, and that the, the Son has given his life so that we might be saved, and the Spirit has sealed us. So that's one thing in which truth is, but it's also uh, the truth in which we walk in. Uh, it talks about how God has created us in righteousness and truth. 
how God has made us into this uh, uh, these people who speak truth to one another. And so not only is it just the gospel reality of what has been done for us and through us, but it's also the life that we should be living, a truthful life, speaking the truth of the gospel and speaking the truth of what God has commanded to us. And so when we have that, we won't trip over any of the schemes of the devil, any of the wiles of the devil, because we have girded ourselves. We've picked up all of the excess clothing that could be loose that we could fall to, and we've uh, lifted it up and wrapped it, and we've controlled all of that by understanding the truth of the gospel and then living in that truth and walking in that truth. Next, he says, put on the breastplate of righteousness. And righteousness is so important because it protects our innermost parts. And this is also um, in Isaiah where it says that he's girded himself with truth and then he's placed himself with the breastplate of righteousness on. This righteousness, this uh, uh, could be seen as, first off, the righteousness that God has placed on us uh, because we are justified by faith in him, by grace we are saved. And so this righteousness is an imputed righteousness, which means it's been given to us. It's nothing that we have done to get. And so it's a symbol as God looks at us, looks upon us that we are uh, protected by his righteousness, that we are, um, it says in, in the chapter 113, that we've been given the Holy Spirit as a down payment of our future. And that we know we have salvation because of that spirit. And so the righteousness that we have has been given to us. And we know that we have this righteousness because we have this breastplate on. But it's also something that we um, walk in, something that we live. We live as being righteous people. Uh, Paul talks about walking, um, walking not as the Gentiles do, but as new creations that are the images of God. And so as we live this life, we also walk in this righteousness. It says, be imitators of God. God is a righteous God. He's a just God. And so not only do we have this righteousness that's been given to us, but as we are being filled with the Spirit and as we are being um, taught in the truth of the gospel, then we walk a, a life that shines the light, walking in the light, that righteousness and that is uh, what protects us as we go out into this war. And next, it says that we are to put under our feet, the, uh, or tie up under our feet, the, the, the preparation of the gospel of peace. And the, the readiness, uh, it could be preparation or readiness. But the idea here is that when we are putting on this, this shoe, that the shoe is not the gospel. It's actually the preparation of the gospel or the readiness of the gospel. And so uh, we don't see in Isaiah the understanding of God placing upon his feet this good news, this gospel. But we do see that he says how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the gospel. We see it says that uh, this, this message being carried out is a wonderful message that's to be carried out by our feet. We have feet faith is what I used to say, is that we don't just possess a faith, but we actually walk in that faith. And so we prepare ourselves with this gospel. But in the sense of the Roman army, this, this, um, um, this, this, this shotting the feet, it's like cleats. They have like little spikes on the bottom that would keep them firm in their position as they take on uh, whatever combatant comes about, as they traverse whatever terrain they have to walk on. 
this uh, uh, these shoes help them to gain ground. And so in the in the fight, because this is a war, man, this is a war. In the fight and the war against Satan, we have these shoes, which is the preparation of understanding the gospel. It's knowing the gospel, being able to speak the gospel, being able to understand, and then not only understand it, but be able to let help somebody else understand this gospel. That is what it's about. And that is how we combat Satan when we go to war, how we're strong and stand firm because we are able to speak and enunciate the gospel. Because what, what being able to speak and enunciate the gospel is, first off, it brings others to him to know him. But second, it also affirms in us this truth. It affirms in us our righteousness. So it helps us to stand. And really, all of these things that we're talking about are rooted under the fact that that Paul says, stand firm. Doing everything, stand. So the things that he's talking about here is what's going to help us to stand firm. And understanding the gospel is one of those things. But it's also not just the gospel. It's the gospel of peace. And so I think this is what is called a genitive of source. Uh, I think uh, uh, we've talked about genitives and and how they could be used in many ways. But I think this is important because it's it's the gospel that brings peace. It's like the, it's the gospel where peace derives from. Like there is no peace outside of understanding the gospel. So it's important for us to, to see that this gospel is the way in which, and it talks about that, it says that we have peace, reconciliation, we have a oneness with each other because of the gospel. And that's so important. And then after that, he says the shield of faith. We got to take up the shield of faith. This shield was something that would, he said, he says it. He says that it, it withstands, extinguishes the fiery darts that hail down upon us, man. And that's what's so important is that as a group, that is how we combat these things. It's a faith as a group, as, as we uh, um, stand firm with one another together, we hold our shields up and we can extinguish these darts, these missiles that Satan throws at us. And then he says that we also are taking up the helmet of salvation. And this helmet of salvation comes from Isaiah as well. It talks about God placing upon his head salvation. Salvation is, is ours because of him. And the helmet, man, you know, the head is probably one of the most important parts we got, man. And so we are protected by, so we are saved through this helmet. It's, it's, it's primary. It's, it's what we need. It's what we understand that we have come to know Christ through salvation. But then he also says, and take up the sword as well of the spirit, which is the word of God. And what this sword is, is the word of God. And the word of God is spirit infused. It is how the word is come about. It talks about in, in First Peter, I believe it says that is men moved by the spirit. That's how we get the word of God is men moved by the spirit. And so the source of the word of God, the power by which the word comes is through the spirit. But this word for word, this word for word <laughs> is rhema. And it's not normal of, of the use. It's really actually meant like a spoken word. And so in some sorts, it could be the, uh, uh, the, the offensive weapon is that we speak the words of God. We speak his scripture 
we speak it out loud. That's it's so important to recognize that we actually uh, open our mouths and say these things as we seek to combat Satan, either defensively like Jesus did in the wilderness where he used the words of God to combat the, the schemes and the wiles of Satan, but also as we begin to march against the kingdom of Satan as we preach the gospel. We say the very words of God. And after all that explanation, guys, what do we what do we see about God here? Is that he's gracious and empowering. He gave us this armor and he made it known so that we might have power to overcome Satan, that we might win. We've already won, but that we might defeat Satan on a daily basis as we scrimmage these little wars and waiting for the time in which God comes and, and commences everything under the name of Christ. We have the power and the strength because God has gave it to us, man. That's so amazing that he is gracious and empowering in that way. What about man? Well, we have to take up this armor daily. Each of these, these uh, pieces of armor are essential. It says he gave us the full armor, not just pieces of it. He gave us everything we need to be able to win in this fight against Satan on a daily basis. And so every day as, as, as Christians, as people of God, we need to be placing this armor upon ourselves with the power of Christ. And how can we apply these truths knowing that God is gracious and empowering and then that we need to place this armor on ourselves daily? Well, I think right now, I think we should meditate on each one of these and what it means for us. Like, well, what is the truth that God has given us that we might not stumble? Well, what is this righteousness that he has endowed us with and how can we live in it? What is the gospel and how does it bring about peace and, and what entails it? How can we prepare ourselves to be able to speak this gospel when necessary? And then what is faith? And, and this faith that protects us, which is us walking out faith, living faithfully, because we trust and we believe what has been done for us and what has been given to us, and we live it out because of that, but also the faithfulness of Jesus. That is because of his walk, because of his life, his death, and his resurrection, that we can truly be saved knowing that he'll never leave us. What does that mean? And what does it mean to, to have salvation? What does it mean to be saved? And what does it mean to understand and know the word of God and be able to speak those things? Those things is what we need to apply to our lives today. I appreciate you guys today, and I will... See you guys in the next episode as we finish with prayer. Because, man, prayer is so important.